Hello and welcome to Belonging Before Believing, the podcast where we answer your questions about the church from the inside. Today we're talking hot dogs, no poopy pants. I'm Brian Gumpy, elder of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. And I'm Patrick Mathers, pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. And a little disappointed. Why? Because we're talking about hot dogs, but not my number one jam. Oh. Hot dog poopy pants. So we were talking about hot dogs as a positive thing and hot dogs as a bad thing. No, uh, there was no bad thing. Just one guy didn't like it, but he was wrong. So we were talking good Mexican restaurants, and weirdly we ended up landing on hot dogs because you were talking about that place, Otzlan, yeah, on Park Ave. And they're like the torta geniuses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is funny because if you work at Subway, they call you a sandwich artist. Right. Which Spanish sandwiches or Mexican sandwiches in Spanish, it'd be torta. So you could go from being a sandwich artist to a, a torta, torta genius. Genius. Yeah. 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 But at that place, they put hot dogs on them. It's not exactly authentic. (laughs) Well, you don't know that. I would need to see the... There there could be all kinds of Mexican moms putting hot dogs on their tortas (laughs) down there. And it's like totally authentic. Uh, Come here, mijo. (laughs) Oscar Mayer here. For sure, if Mama Mathers was... (laughs) Was down, and we grew up in Mexico. <laughs> there'd be hot dogs on all kinds of things <laughs> hot dog burritos, hot dog quesadillas, yep, hot dog quesadillas, uh, hot dog nachos, hot, <laughs> hot dog tacos. Why is there a ballpark, Frank? Am I Manulo? Hot dog tacos. <laughs> hot dog tacos. That's basically just a hot dog, dude. Oh, goodness. So, the best hot dog I've ever had. Actually, was in Tijuana though. Is it like a proper hot dog, or was it like so a brat or something like that, or some kind of sausage? Is what I mean. No, it was a hot dog. Okay, and they like wrapped it in bacon, and it was just like oh. this like street cart. Yeah, like you know, there's like street vendors with tacos, mm-hmm. and this one was just. I mean, you, you still like when you go to like a Giants game, or you know, any other like sporting event. Like I've seen some hot dog vendors like out on the streets and I see them, they're kind of doing it the way that they did it in Mexico, but it's like wrapped in bacon and they get it nice and crispy. And then they put the, like put mayo on the bun and like grill the mayo right into that bun. And it was just incredible. Yeah. That sounds good. You know, I think the hot dogs at Aslan are breaded. If I remember right, somehow. I, I think that I remember enjoying it, but the more we talk about it, the less appetizing it no, sounds. No, they were amazing. Like I had the all meat one, and it had like steak and all, hot dog, all the meat, <laughs> cocktail weenies, <laughs> brats, spam, <laughs> spam. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, s- summer sausage. I want to go eat there now. <laughs> Trying to think of what are all those other like random like tubes of meat that are hanging around in the deli. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> tubes of meat? What are you talking about? You know, like a summer sausage. Like, no, like, when like I think hickory. of tube, like I think of like toothpaste. Like you squeeze it out. What are you talking about? What do you think the hot the dog s- was before they cooked it? The squeezy meat. <laughs> it was a tube of meat. Uh, hey, can I get a squeezy meat sandwich? <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> that <laughs> seems like it wouldn't sell. I want me out of the, the blue tube, the please. <laughs> Remember all those school lunches were like that squeezy meat? Remember that? And there was like a big kerfuffle. And I remember when they were trying to <laughs> trying to throw out all these videos about why you shouldn't eat chicken nuggets because of the pink sludge. The squeezy meat. Yeah. yeah That's what it, I'm going to call it from now on. Chicken too tasty, dude. It just Chicken too tasty. It didn't slow me down at all. Chicken too tasty will be a story for a different episode. Dude, ev- yeah. Pizza too tasty. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, what are we doing this episode? Oh, nothing too serious. Just what does the Bible say about the death penalty? <laughs> Your last meal fish. You could have hot dogs I was about to say It's like shooting fish in a barrel Which is its own form of death penalty I suppose It is yeah. But hey there's a meat that could go on there The barrel fish Barrel fish Barrel fish and squeezy meat <laughs> That's the torta I want Danky fish hot dogs <laughs> The death penalty Okay Boy way to bring it down I was thinking about it though. It's, it's you didn't bring it down. Whoever has this question brings it down. Joel, <laughs> Ellen. So, uh, yeah, no. I was thinking about how good it is that we did the Old Testament laws one before we got to this. Yeah, I don't even remember that one. But <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to it before. Well, I will when it comes out. But you know yeah. what? I I said it, so probably yeah. I won't be too surprised by the things that. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm often surprised about the things that come out of my mouth. What was I saying? What was I thinking? <laughs> Why didn't Brian let me say all this? Why didn't he push stop <laughs> at any point? <laughs> and he just posted it like it was fine. <laughs> You're over in the corner snickering. Yeah. The truth is, like, I'll, tr- I'll be editing them and I'll be asking you, like, oh, like, remember that, w- that joke that we told? Or remember that thing that you said on that one episode? You're like, what? What episode? <laughs> we answered that question? It's so true. Yeah. And I don't have the Alzheimer's or nothing. It's like, I, I want to chalk it up to I have a lot of stuff going on. I, I'm just going to stick with that. You have I a got, lot of mental balls up of in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Balancing right. a lot of mental plates. All right. Well, here's the mental ball. <laughs> the death penalty. What does the Bible say about it? It's, well, you'd think it says an awful lot with the way people are stoned and killed. And it seems like some people that you talk to the Old Testament, it's just every other page somebody's getting the, getting their something cut off or burned to death or <laughs> rocks thrown at their head or whatever. <laughs> but it, it honestly... Eventually we're going to get serious. I totally <laughs> believe that that's going to happen. Look... It's one of those things where when you talk about the darkest stuff, you're kind of the joke most jovial because, man, you don't want to walk away from an episode and just go kill yourself. Wow. (laughs) So depressed. Wow. So so depressed. So like, oh, my gosh, that was so heavy and dark. That's that's what this could be, this one here. I mean, we've only done like a couple of those, but we've done a couple of those. Oh, my gosh. Well, my job can be like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe me, I want to stay as little... As light as I can. But anyways, okay, so the death penalty is instituted in Genesis chapter 9 after the flood. Uh, Mankind was so wicked before the flood that God's commentary on man was men only do what's evil in their hearts. They only do evil continually. That's it. They only do evil continually. Only. I don't know what that's like. Okay, there are a whole lot of boundaries and barriers that we have 
in society, culturally. And there might be a greater just influence of the Holy Spirit that we, we don't have people just free to do all the evil that's in their heart. But apparently before the flood, that's what was going on. People were just doing all of the evil that was in their heart. And that's why God flooded the world. People think it's so cruel that he did that. How could God judge it? Well, number one, he doesn't owe us anything. He doesn't owe us existence. But number two, people don't realize the depravity that was going on in that day and age. It was so bad that anybody who would be able to look back at that time would understand and call for that same kind of judgment. It was just only evil going on. But in Genesis chapter nine, what happens is the flood has subsided. Noah, the ark um, has landed. All the animals have gotten out. Noah gets out of the ark and God institutes a new covenant. And he says these words, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon all the beasts of the earth, upon every bird of the heavens and every creeping thing on the ground, all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. So at this point, they're able to eat meat. You know, he's saying you can eat meat. You know, it's, it's all... Yeah, um, but but that animals Hot are going <laughs> animals are going to fear us from this point forward, where I'd, apparently they didn't before. I'm not exactly sure. We just have this phrase here, but every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you green plants, I give you everything. But you shall not eat the flesh with its life. That is the blood for your lifeblood, and I will. Re- and for your lifeblood, I will require require a reckoning gosh what a convoluted phrase for me (laughs) from every beast i will require it and from man from his fellow man i will require a reckoning (laughs) for the life of the man whoever sheds blood of man by man his blood shall be shed for god made man in his own image so there's where the death penalty is instituted if man kills another man, then their blood shall be shed. And this is given not in a vigilante sense. This is given in a governmental sense, meaning that the authorities that be, the authorities that exist will have the right to pass the death sentence upon a person who sheds the blood of another man. So the death penalty is introduced here, and it's introduced in this one instance of killing another individual because you've killed an image bearer of God. So the people, men, women, who have their value and worth coming from the fact that they have the image of God in them, God says that, that they shall have their blood shed. So it's different than if you kill an animal, right? If you kill an animal, you can eat it. You're free. God's given all the animals for people to eat, um, but humans are different because we're not just mere animals. We are the ones who are created in the image of God. Now, as we go further on in the New Testament, or pardon me, the Old Testament, we find certain other things also being given a sentence of a death penalty too. So like if um, a man kills a woman uh, accidentally, like they're fighting and they kill the woman and and they kill the baby inside the woman, then he's to die. The breaking of the Sabbath, because you're violating the fourth commandment, was to be punishable by death. 
and, um, and certain other things too, but uh, idol worship, which is you were to be put to death for worshiping false idols or for soliciting somebody else to worship a false idol, false god along with you, that was punishable by death as well. And it was to be a corporate thing. It wasn't to be, by corporate I mean a governmental thing. It wasn't to be like I said, eh, vigilantism. Right. So obviously we see that in the Old Testament specifically, that's what we've talked about so far, yeah. um, <clears throat> they definitely were not only um, allowed to carry out the death penalty, they were commanded to. Right. Um, so, and like I said, we have, I brought up our other episode about, you know, which commands from the Old Testament do we still adhere to and, and on and on and on. Um, but one use of the law is, you know, to reign in a people, right? Yeah. Um, the, the governmental aspect of the law. Um, and so is that something that we can or should or need to, um, as I mean, obviously like we're not like the king, or we're not the president or whatever, but is that something that when we have our opportunity in the polls or whatever else, um, is that something that we should support? Or to what degree are we obligated? To yeah, what degree are we obligated? That's that's probably the good way to say it. So to back up, though, just a little bit, the, in, the, in the Old Testament, there were cities of refuge that were set up. There were seven of them, I think, off the top of my head. And those cities were places where if you involuntarily killed somebody, involuntary manslaughter, not you, you, you murdered somebody, you could go to that city and you, you, couldn't, you wouldn't be killed. The, you, you would have that... There, this, Mexico. <laughs> you'd have this loophole. Mexico. Yeah, you, you have this loophole where you're not killed for it, but you're still in the same nation. So I think when we come to the principle of how do we as the church or we as Christians wrestle with this issue. Number one, we want to see that Romans chapter 13, Paul teaches that the government bears the sword and the government has the right and the responsibility to continue to put people to death and that we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't fear that because that they're a threat and they're, um, yeah, their threat is to evildoers, people who are committing these kind of crimes. And I think though, what the principle of the city of refuge gives us is it does give us a principle of grace that we can't categorically say just because somebody died at the hands of somebody else, therefore their life is automatically forfeit. I think that as a people, I, I really appreciate the system that we have set up here in this country where you are judged by a group of your peers. It's not perfect. Um, I think it's better than most things that are out there in the rest of the world, for sure. sure. And if I were going into um, a courtroom, I would want to be able to stand before a group of my peers and be able to defend my case rather than through some tribunal or, you know, some just one judge, one guy sitting up there, you know, kind of thing with all authority so I, I, I'm glad for that. I think that we would want to take the same similar principles that we find in um, the Bible and apply them to our governmental structure. So I think that if somebody kills somebody else, then if it is f- 
for sure murder, I, I think that the death penalty still applies. And I think it's something we should actually be grateful for, that if somebody willingly took the life of another image bearer, then, yeah, their life is forfeit. They've given up their life, they've, and, and they are not owed a continued existence. And I, I don't think we should, we should I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think the Bible has a problem with that. I, and I, I know certain people in our society do, but I would say, well, the burden of proof is on you. Why? Why, 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 should, we, um, why should we not allow the death penalty in those kind of cases and situations? I think there's more. I, you know, I, um, in, in certain instances where there's violent rape or incest, I think that maybe the death penalty probably applies there. I was going to ask, do you think that, because obviously not every single time somebody commits murder, do they get the death penalty? So well, you're, should they? Right. That's the question I'm trying to answer, not do they or not. Right, right, right. So, well, you were just starting to say that, you know, I, that maybe more offenses than just murder yeah, merit no, I, I capital think punishment. For sure. So in that sense, would every instance of murder... No. 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 And the city of refuge would give me that principle hmm. to determine things by if if someone was, you know, texting on their phone and they swerved across Highway 99 here. I didn't say the 99. No, you didn't. Oh, my gosh. I'm assimilating. It's super funny that you point that out because I was reading the question and I was thinking, what does the Bible say about the death penalty? I'm like, what are we called the death penalty? <laughs> like it only happened like one time. One time, yeah. You know. Why, why is that the? Well, it's there? okay. So somebody's texting and they swerve across the ninety nine and <laughs> and they hit somebody head on and somebody dies in that car accident. That was not willful. That was not deliberate. There was no. It, it was truly an accident. Right. I don't collision. think many people would call that murder, though. No, but I but I think that there are some manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, where, where you know that. I mean, like murder in the first degree versus murder second degree murder. Right, I think I think every instance where we can discern that this was willful is it, it, it is a place where we could definitely apply the death penalty. Do we have to? That's the question that I, that's where the debate comes in. I don't think we have to in every case. However, I think it would have to be very compelling for why we shouldn't. I think in cases like this, we should be more willing to go that route because of the violence of the crime and the disregard for the image of God that, um, that, that, that people have. Now, that's just murder. Do we want to talk about other things yet, or do you still want to stay on that subject? Well, kind of neither. So I Let's guess... talk about tacos. <laughs> Hot dog tacos. <laughs> <laughs> no. So why do we see Christianity... Um, really pushing grace and mercy, forgiving one another, and yet when it comes to something like the death penalty, then there's a you know a very real, very immediate consequence for somebody's actions instead of mercy, instead of forgiveness, or something like that. Well, first of all, it isn't the Christians that are handing out that verdict and 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 calling people to die at the hands of the government. It's the government's responsibility to do that. 
So we should celebrate the fact that we exist in a land where the government takes their role seriously. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, is we're glad that the government is treating crimes seriously, not flippantly, not haphazardly, not letting boys be boys and just, you know, oh, they did the murder, you know, and that kind of thing. No, it says every person should be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists God, resists what God has appointed. And those who resist should, pardon me, will incur his judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good and you'll receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of your conscience. So there we should be very grateful that we do have a government that takes the death penalty seriously and wrongdoers should fear. It is a deterrent. I know there's a debate in the wider culture if the death penalty is a deterrent or not. The Bible says it is. I'm willing to, you know, go with what scripture says. Good enough for me, right? Yeah. I'm willing to go with what scripture says. Uh, And I have no problem, you know, personally, if, if somebody were to um, kill one of my kids, I, I guess theoretically I could conceive in my mind of going to them and personally forgiving that person. But my own personal forgiveness does not take away from the fact that that man is still responsible for his crimes and the government has a responsibility to take his life from him. Well, not to mention you can forgive him. And then, so let's say... And still reap the consequences for what he's done. Well, right. But no, I was going to say, it, let's say you choosing to forgive him does mean that he doesn't you know, have serve any kind of consequence at all. And he goes out and he kills somebody else. Is the government really doing their job then? No, if just because right, you forgive sure him, he gets off free. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's why we have, you know, th- there, there are certain crimes where you can press charges and there are certain crimes where you can't where the government is going to step in and is going to pr- bring charges right. against the person. And these kind of crimes are, are that. Right. So it was hypothetical. Right. No, I get that. I don't have the ability to not press charges and I shouldn't. This should be an instance where the government steps in the government objectively as best the government can objectively weighs the situation and then brings a judgment. Um, a, a, hopefully a good and righteous judgment. Um, because it says that they're standing in the place of God. And so the government has a big responsibility to do it right and to get these things done done rightly. I mean, I love that we have the principle here in America of innocent until proven guilty. At least that's the principle. I, right. I know it isn't always carried out that way, but um, I'm glad we have that principle of innocent till proven guilty so that there are some people who hopefully get a more fair trial than they might have otherwise. At the same time, if somebody does genuinely commit this crime and there's no doubt, then yeah, they should be put to death. And, and there are other things I think that are worthy of the death penalty as well. Um, you know, I don't think blasphemy laws, you know, there are in a lot of countries, especially Muslim countries used to be Christian countries. I, I don't think that that's legitimate anymore. We don't see any government instituted as a Christian government. 
So I think that that, or, or called for in the New Testament, so that would indicate to us that those blasphemy laws that were in place in much of Christendom were not what God intended and probably unbiblical. Um, but I do think other violent crimes that demean the image of God in people, so um, child molestation, rape, uh, incest, I, I think those kind of things definitely deserve a converse, uh, to be a part of this conversation. So I, Can you think of anything else besides that kind of stuff? Uh, it it kind of goes along with what I was going to say, because I think that <clears throat> we're getting... Kidnapping, torture, those kind of things, I think. Yeah. Probably yeah. should fall under this category, too. What I was going to say is I was just listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how there was this instance about a year ago where there was this girl who was talking to this guy, and he was going to kill himself. <clears throat> and she was, like, texting him, like, essentially, like, egging him on. And it was going to be, like, a double suicide or something like that. <clears throat> but she didn't end up going through with it. And she's egging him on to kill himself, to kill himself. And they used those texts in court and actually convicted her of manslaughter. It was the first time, I guess, where somebody was convicted of manslaughter and they weren't even in the same room yeah. as a person. Okay. So what I was going to say is I think that not only does you know more things than just murder uh, should the death penalty apply but i think you know as so you think the death penalty applies in that case i wasn't saying that i was just saying that i think that we're going to see as technology advances i think as the times change that i think the death penalty could be applied to things that we don't even see on a daily basis now yeah well you're probably right yeah we're, that's something that like assisted Society suicide. going to have to wrestle with in the future. I mean, I guess it's kind of like it's really think similar. Dr. Kevorkian talking. should be should be killed. I'm that, not that he should he should be tried and and well, I'm just saying that the state? was that a thing before. I'm not really. I think Oregon was the only state for a long time that had that law on the records where you could. I mean, before suicide. modern time. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I, I well, in the Bible, there's that case where the guy helped. King Saul fall on his sword, and then he went and killed himself too. But right. um, I, I think they would have killed that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> for helping the for king helping kill, the king kill, kill himself. himself. Yeah, they would have yeah. killed him too. But um, it, it's not quite as civilized. <laughs> no, not quite. Yeah. No, and the, and the reason I bring that up is, um, like you said, uh, are, are you? I we I haven't asked this. Are, what are you? Are you cool with all these things? Is there any part of this where you would? Have a little pushback or a little disagreement with me in terms of the death penalty? Not on its face, no. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, I definitely think that in I'm trying to think back of your list now, I think I was throwing stuff out. I mean, I'm no, like totally. I'm rape, not, incest. Yeah, don't hold me to every single one in a list torture, right now. But yeah, those are the things I think I said. Yeah. Yeah. I, I treason. I mean, you're committing a crime against the government. You. Right. Yeah. The government's going to, going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. The big one, though, is murder. And the big one, the reason that's the big one is because you are violating the image of God that's within the person. We keep coming back to that because right. that is one of our, our fundamental presuppositions, is that as humans, we are image bearers of God. And that's going to explain and interpret so many things and in so many ways 
we're going to be helped and served as Christians if we have that as one of our foundational principles. Here in this case, if you take the life of an image bearer of God, then your life is going to be taken, or should be, should be taken. And, you know, I don't, I don't have any problem saying that. I don't, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, with, with that. Yeah. All right. There you go. Since the Joel is the one who asked the question, I will honor his time as he voted on our little Instagram poll that he likes episodes under 30 minutes. All right. So, hey, I got a question of the day. Oh, do you? I okay. do. I do. What's one concert that you didn't attend, but you wish you had? One concert you didn't attend, but you wish you had. What, what made me think of this is I was at Depeche Mode's concert at the Rose Bowl when they recorded 101, and that was like a big, huge thing. And I was talking with somebody who was like, oh, you were there. I wish I had been there. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting question. So there's the question that's out there. What's one concert that you didn't go to, but you wish you had? I got another one. I wish I had gone to see you two during their first Joshua Tree tour. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I was in high school, so I could have went, but I, I didn't, and I wish I had. So Anaheim Stadium, I think it was. I have two very, very different examples. So <clears throat> there's one where I remember it was the band AFI back when they were yeah. good. <laughs> and all my friends were super into them. They're like, oh, should we go to this? Oh, I don't know. Should we go? I'm like, I don't know. Who's AFI? And then it sold out. And then like I got in super, super crazy into AFI like, like the next day. Yeah. And I like missed my chance. I should have just said yes to my friends. Like, oh yeah, let's go. Da, 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 da. And they started. Well, first of all, they were like really big, and then they turned to crap. Yeah, yeah. The other one is, um, oh, uh, <sighs> okay. I'll say one while you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Is when I was in high school, the Stone Roses only came to us once, and they played in LA, and I think they played two shows, and they played a high school in in Hollywood or Beverly Hills. I don't remember where. And it was like no press, no publication. They had a terrible management. But I wish I had gone to that show. So I just couldn't think of the name. It, mine was Alabama Shakes at the oh, Greek. Okay. And I wanted to see it so bad, but I just spent a bunch of money and gone to a def- bunch of different places. Like, no, I should just lay low for a little while. And it ate away at me for an entire year. But it's kind of a lame answer because the next year they played there and I bought the tickets like the second that they went on sale. And it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably better the second time. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, they're putting on a show for you. Yeah. Of course it was better. Anyway. Listener, what you got? Hit us up. All right. Thanks, boys and girls. And this has been Belonging Before Believing, where we believe that you belong. <laughs> <laughs>